And welcome back, everybody, to Double Down with Presslow, where we cover everything in the sports betting industry. And we love to cover companies that are expanding uh, the industry, uh, innovating in the industry. And uh, we've got one of them today. That's Aaron Bash joining us. He's the co-founder and CEO of Sparkit right here in Los Angeles. As you can see, he's got his Dodger uniform on. He also plays second base for the Dodgers and he's heading to the game right now. So we'll, we'll try to get through this quickly and let you get out on the field for a batting practice, Aaron. Thanks for joining there us. There we go. Yeah. Thanks for that introduction. So, uh, yeah. So tell us about spark it. Um, and you better d- uh, start by describing Parimutuel. I think m- all of our listeners understand Parimutuel, but Parimutuel, most people relate to the horse in the horse race industry, which is a, a, a dying industry, but it's a it's a method of betting that's always been used in horse racing. And uh, you're choosing to apply it to a whole new industry. That's all. Yeah, well said. Uh, so Spark, it came from sports market. We wanted to help expand the industry, went out to Vegas uh, 2020 now and started talking to some of the operators out there about esports. I'm a big gamer, my background been in fantasy sports for a long time with my co-founder so we love the aspects of that wanted to see how it applies to video games and it was legal to start betting on there but they didn't know how to price it and they didn't want to take the risk on pricing it with fixed odds so that was some of the initial inertia of getting this going and starting a pool wagering system also known as paramutual so we could help expand into things like esports and other verticals we quickly found out that the sports books had the op- appetite to use it for other things like expanding the quarterback pool for who's going to throw a touchdown first on an NFL Sunday and offering that as a pair mutual. We started using it for golf events where we hosted golf tournaments, drone races, cornhole tournaments, pickleball, you name it. And so it really helped the operator have these additional events without having that same risk type as you would in a fixed odds bet and still offer that for those customers. Right. So you're saying it started with esports, right? That's what our vision was initially is finding a solution for that. And yeah, we did some some esports tournaments, some Super Smash Brothers, Call of Duty, things like that. And then we quickly learned that it was applicable to other things as well. So so help people understand or in, in, in including me exactly how Paramutual works, because even though I've been going to horse tracks since I was probably, whoa, got a lighting problem here. I've been going. I've gone to racetrack since I was five years old, uh, and betting the ponies through my dad. Uh, we we had a um, a Christmas tradition too of uh, day after Christmas going to Santa Anita every every year. So part of the Breslow Christmas tradition <laughs> was the racetrack. Um, but you know, it, it whenever you it always starts with something. There's like the morning line in in, in horse races, right? And that's I guess just kind of set by a handicapper. There's just kind of guessing where it will end up and then once you start getting wagers is when the line starts moving and but none of it is set until the actual race goes off so at the time you place the bet you might think you're getting the horse at five to one and he may go off at three to one yeah or he could go up the other direction as well yeah and um that's exactly right we, we like to think about it in a simpler way of you know like a poker game right where you're playing the cards against the other players at the in the pool you're, you know, the house is there to make sure it's a fair, safe game. They take a rake and it's usually a much lower rake than, you know, doing a fixed odds bet. And yeah, exactly. The, the line is usually set. We have some patents on pending on what we have for projecting lines and morning odds for things like esports, 
pickleball, you know, unknown data points, we can start setting those lines. We partnered with a group called Alt Sports Data, for example, that does the World Surf League and they do a street skateboarding league. And we're starting to use some of their data to feature those event types in a paramutual setting because we think with these event types where it's kind of unknown, we want to help the crowd power what the, what the true odds should be of this. Yeah. I mean, it's ultimately the market's going to determine determine it, which is really true with fixed odds also, because the, the line moves in fixed odds. The only difference is you get the line, you keep the line that you, that at the time that you bet, but at the end of the day, it's the market that decides it. And same thing as paramutuals, it's the market that decides it. But again, as far as where you set it to begin with before anybody's placed a bet, is, is this what you're saying? You, you guys have, have a patent that you filed for on that? Correct. At the, uh, I think it was filed in June of 2020. So we've had it out for a while and waiting for it to be finalized here. Um, and it, 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 it's an ex example of how we can do it is, um, you know, the, the odds are unknown, but there's some data that we can find from the crowd. So we crowdsource the data from social media, other sites like that on historical events in those, you know, whether it's the World Surf League or these, you know, skateboarding leagues, pickleball, I keep using the same examples, but worldwide wrestling, you know, anything like that, Bachelorette, we're doing reality television type events, America's Got Talent. So, you know, there's historic somewhat out there, social media is just not tracked the same way it has been on like, you know, with the NFL. Right. So give, give us an example of something you've done recently and how you guys set the the, the, the starting line give us give us a i'm a pickleball player so we can start with pickleball yeah i mean on something like that if you're having a tournament at your local pickleball club we would just maybe even start with a evenly seated amount or we'd pull the players beforehand we have a way to do that within our software and and see who would they think should be the best odds so really relying on the crowd kind of democratizing that those betting pools uh-huh so are you guys really providing this tool for uh, a little uh, friendly tournament like that? We are. We've done it with uh, local country clubs where we offer them that as a paramutual style of, of betting. We've done it for free-to-play style. We've done it where it's like a 50-50 raffle style where you know half of it's going to charity and other, other half of it can go to prizes based on the leaderboard. So we, we have different variations of how we've worked with uh, folks depending on you know the state and the legal you know regulatory wow. situation that's going on there. So tell us about the legal landscape out there when you're talking about paramutual betting on things like this. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's 36 states and counting that allow legalized sports betting now. So we are a B2B provider in that sense, where we're working with operators in those states to start allowing these new event types to come on board. And then even in the states that don't allow this, like California, where both of us are, right, we have free to play. So you can get incentivized to play. And there's also fantasy sports where you can do some games for real money. So there's kind of three different layers here where the paramutual style can add different event types and new content to the pie. Mm -hmm. And where does just the local club uh, pickleball tournament fit in to all that? So we offer that to them for usually helping to raise money or engagement, um, offer some really, you know, very low service costs to let them use the software and you know it's similar to if you're offering a home poker game right if you are playing amongst yourselves you're betting on yourselves usually there's no issues you know as soon as you start taking a rake that's when there can be some problems so we don't you know we just stay out of the 
the money side of that in those instances. But 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 if this particular club was in a state that allowed sports betting, um, can't, could they theoretically allow betting, therefore, on their little local tournament? Hundred percent, and I think you know we've seen that a little bit in the golf industry, and um, yeah, I think that's you know we have even people asking us about doing their their cornhole tournament in uh, Washington State because that became legalized up there. So working on some things on that. Uh huh. So yeah, I mean, some of it d- depends on how sports was defined in the place that it was approved. We we've talked quite a bit about esports on, on this show and. I know that not every state allows betting on esports, right? Because it's just not part of the definition of sports. Right. And I think, you know, the way they price the esports and how they bet on esports now is a little bit old fashioned. Personally, I think they're, they're taking the European model and trying to apply it here. And I think that's actually one of the things that we do better is we can do it on the, you know, the individuals that are streaming as opposed to these like professional leagues. And so a lot of the content that's being consumed is usually based upon the streamers playing in these events, not necessarily on the pro matchups where a lot of the betting impact is kind of focused right now. Uh-huh. So in other words, you're really expanding what you can bet on when it comes to esports. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but in these states that don't allow it, then also bars you guys. If it, the state doesn't expressly permit betting on esports. Correct. And then we'd offer it a free to play setting where you're playing for prizes or other kind of ways to, you know, still get that data, get that engagement. You know, it's really in the end of the day about fun, right? You know, you mentioned when you're a kid betting at the horse track with your dad and you don't really know a ton, right? You're just like, oh, I love that horse's name. Like, I want to get in on this action. Even if you're betting a dollar, you can no, win it. Hold on. You know, my, dad taught bet, me to, you know, so. my dad taught me to read the racing form at a very young age. So, no, I was not betting oh, on good. games and, and colors. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You had a, you had a leg up already. <laughs> Tell me this, by the way, how is sports essentially defined in the various states that allow sports betting? In other words, is pickleball and cornhole included based on how they define sports? It's yeah. And, and, and that's what is crazy is that every single state has different legislation. So some include, you know, all of it except college sports, right? That's an, an I know a tricky topic. Um, some include all the college sports, except what's in their state. Um, you know, some of them have every sport available, like, you know, ping pong in Korea. And some of them just have, you know, what's the major kind of top 10 out there. Uh-huh. And, and what, what do you see as the most common model that a state has that it's pretty, that it's very broad or more specific, like, you know, professional American sports. I think, you know, you start with Vegas is in New Jersey. We're kind of the first two that, that started legalization, obviously. And so they have, you know, I'd say a, a mid range of professional sports that are known, you know, they have the American gaming association where they have a lot of regulation around it. So there's not going to be too much match, match fixing and odds move and, you know, things like that, that are, that are legal. And, and so I think that's where kind of the benchmark is and where it starts. And then you have some States that are, you know, a little more conservative and some that are you know a little more uh, interested in, in doing kind of everything that's out there. So I presume that creates a legal issue for you guys. Again, I'm going back to the to the club uh, putting on a, a golf tournament and you guys offering your services to them, but it's just a bunch of amateurs going out there to play golf. And here you guys are allowing people to to bet on it. Is that permissible in most of these states that allow sports betting? So, yeah, I mean, the ones that we do it in, we have a legal, you know, whole compliance and legal team that that has gone through each state and mapped out which things are allowed. And that's actually changing too, right? So um, as regulators are learning more, they're 
they're letting more and more become legalized. But we have whole, you know, essentially a roadmap on where we can offer free to play versus where we can offer prizes versus where we can offer the 50-50 style versus where we can take, you know, a service fee instead of a commission um, or where we can offer, you know, the full product, um, full markets. Mm -hmm. And where are we on things like the reality shows and the Oscars and that type of thing? Are, are, are yeah, the reality shows are, uh, they're definitely in the free to play space on the reality TV. Um, but, you know, still provides incentives for people to play on their on their websites and uh we've seen some traction there where then people go play other things since they've played on the reality tv game and you know i think eventually some of those will be for real money and you know the oscars are actually allowed to bet on i think in six states right now okay so some of so, them some of them have it so and and then walk us through free to play why why would how does free to play work yeah essentially you either have a way that you earn coins from signing in every day or you know you can sometimes purchase more coins in certain instances so then it's like a freemium model um but if you invite friends you can get coins things like that they give you incentives and then you're using those coins to make bets or play slot machines or other other things on these iGaming platforms and as you win a lot of times they'll give you rewards in-house into these casinos uh, to bring people into their brick and mortar and get them to play. Right. So um, just more engagement, essentially. Gotcha. And bottom line, you guys are just providing the tools for these sites to, to do this, how, how they choose to do it is kind of up to them. Correct. And, and, you know, certain, um, you know, places want to focus on localized sports and certain ones want to do the national sports. Right. So it, it kind of depends on the market. Okay, well, let's take our one break. And then when we come back, I want to kind of hear from you where you think this is going. Where, where, where is this really going to make a difference on and, and as far as which sport and so on. So we'll be back after the break with Aaron Bash, co-founder and CEO of Sparkins. In a world where secrets have consequences and lies can't be hidden forever, Immerse yourself in the gripping new thriller No Lie Lifts Forever by Todd M. Schoenberger. Join Wall Street hedge fund manager Travis Carmichael as he delves deeper into a web of corruption and conspiracy, finding himself entangled in a high-stakes game where souls are at stake, and trust is a luxury he can't afford. Critics and readers can't get enough of this heart-pounding page-turner, calling it a masterfully crafted suspense novel that will leave you breathless. No Lie Lives Forever is a masterfully crafted thriller that will leave you guessing until the very end. With its intricate plot twists and unforgettable characters, this is a must-read for fans of suspense and mystery. From the mind of acclaimed author Todd M. Schoenberger comes a novel that will challenge your perceptions and keep you turning the pages late into the night. Critics and readers alike can't get enough of No Lie Lives Forever. It's been hailed as a gripping roller coaster ride, a true page turner that will leave you breathless. Don't miss your chance to uncover the truth. Immerse yourself in the suspenseful world of No Lie Lives Forever by Todd M. Schoenberger. Available now on Amazon and at finer bookstores near you. Hi, it's Lauren the Better, and you're listening to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network. And welcome back, everybody, to Double Down with Breslow. We're talking with Aaron Bash, the co-founder and CEO of Sparkit, who's bringing permutual wagering to sports betting. We've talked already about a lot of the kind of 
you know, more obscure sports that this allows betting for. Tell me what it does for for the for the you know more mainstream sports like football, for instance. Yeah, so that was one of our initial clients' first requests is they want to have a you know which quarterback is going to go throw a touchdown in the first quarter of their game, where you're picking you know two, three, four, and you have to get it exactly right. And you know any given Sunday you got probably thirty quarterbacks playing. Um, you know, given the bye weeks, we're not, but you know it's a pretty big pool to set up. And if you offer that in a parimutuel style, you know, if you hit some pretty big bet there, you can end up with a big payout. There's pretty low risk for the operator to offer it because they're offering it parimutually. So they can offer these new expanded event types and almost in a parlay type style without having to do that kind of same bet. Yeah. I mean, one issue is they, they need to make it very clear to the better, however, that, you know, you're, this line is not set until the event goes off right so even though it appears that you might be getting uh this quarterback at eight to one you know that could change and for a lot of people who aren't familiar with you know placing bets on horses that's kind of a new concept for them i i agree yeah and i think you know for a lot of gamblers in general they are usually used to fixed odds types bets but i think in this case because the payouts are pretty high and these are usual you know casual bet types they're okay with the lines moving slightly and you know, for the most part, we're expecting lots of, you know, smaller, low volume bets, as opposed to people coming in and, you know, placing massive bets on these on these types of bets, if that makes sense. Right. And how, uh, how quickly are they adjusting it? I mean, typically, again, I'm just thinking back to being at the track and seeing the odds updating every minute or so. But, you know, a single big bet that comes in on one quarterback, for instance, can really change the numbers so how yeah that that's gonna work for you guys great question um you know ours is actually instantaneous and as you're placing the bet it actually shows how your bet impacts the line so um pretty cool you know if as you're moving you know if you're betting 100 and then you put another zero and you add the thousand right you see like oh that moved the line you know 0.03 or whatever the number is and so you know exactly what your is which what it is when you're placing it you, know, you can monitor it we have some systems in place to you know it's it is like a marketplace, so you can get notified if the odds move too high or too low, so you can place more bets before the markets close, things like that. Mm-hmm. Is it important to have a, a large amount of liquidity when you're talking about parimutuel? It is. I think you know liquidity is important, or you know it's it's going to end up being a little bit more, I guess, yeah, easier to move the lines. But in the in the cases where we, we think there's low liquidity, we can also start the pools with some initial amounts in them from the operator's side as well. So some, you know, they've offered to uh, do that in some instances um, as a way to oftentimes hedge some of their other positions as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, in part because of all the competition, you're seeing more and more prop bets, more and more in-game bets, micro betting, et cetera. So you kind of wonder, I mean, what's really, what are you guys allowing betting on in, in, in football, for instance, that otherwise the books are just afraid to touch? Yeah. I, again, I think it's some of these like, you know, bigger pool pick them contests um, that it's just harder for them to price where they don't want to waste the, the time pricing it when they can just set these pools up and it's just pricing themselves. It's self sets. Um, you know, we have some other things within the patent that, is based on AI driven. So as people are playing more and more in our system, they get their own 
kind of recommended picks to keep playing in our system as well. So really so helping have you guys to, actually, and I don't know how long you've been around. I mean, have you actually offered this during a, a football season yet? We have, we've done it. We did it last year in a weekly capacity. So every week we offered pair mutual pools for prizes uh, with a couple different clients where they saw 50% on-site redemption. So pretty high for what they're hoping for and you know, acquired a lot of new users for them while we're, we're running the programs. Mm-hmm. And what about with some of the, have you guys have, have any deals with the big, the traditional, big traditional sports books, the MGMs of the world? So we are working with station casinos right now. They're one of our bigger clients. Um, we are live on their station play site. So if you go on their site, um, you can see some of the pools we have available. Uh, I think we have a, a Mookie bets pool available tonight. So is he going <laughs> to, is he going to hit a home run or not? I don't know. Uh-huh. So is Mookie Betts going to hit a home run tonight? So will you actually do one where it's just yes or no? Yeah, we run those as well. So, you know, the lines can move based on just a, a regular marketplace, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it also provides, you know, yet another option for players. If people are out there shopping lines, for instance, this would be, a, this is a whole nother thing to, sh- to, sh- to shop for, right? Exactly. I think it's a way to, to hedge what's out there. You know, eventually we envision a way where as users play enough over time, they can create their own, you know, markets for hedging their own types of bets. Uh, they invite, you know, other users that are in their their social betworks to play with each other. That's one of our trademarks is the social betwork, and so that helps us kind of eventually build this out over time, so that players are playing with their friends and their communities, betting on these pools with each other, similar like that poker game style. And how much do you set up for the house take on this? That's really up to the operator. You know, I think typically they're looking at offering this at a much lower rate, as low as two, five to percent, somewhere in that range. Whereas traditional sports, you know, it's 10 plus percent parlays. It's, you know, sometimes in the 20s. So imagine if you're getting the same odds, but they're only taking out 2% versus the, you know, these 20% parlays, you know, as the consumer, this is a much better deal. Yeah. Well, in horse racing, I think it's even higher because you got all the overhead costs. So I think they're taking out like 25%. Exactly. How does a player know what's been being taken out? Oh, that's just transparent, uh, you know, within the rules on the uh, immediately within the pool. Okay. What about for, uh, it strikes me, a golf tournament seems like kind of an obvious place you could use, you know, before the event starts betting on who's going to win the tournament. Yeah, exactly. And especially with, you know, a lot of these um, golf clubs and things like that they already have their handicap set up and the management systems were actually integrated with golf genius so clubs that are using that software which a lot of them do we just grab the handicaps player names teams comes all into our system set up the pools automatically for them and that actually helps with the initial pricing if they want to uh, do anything like that Uh so if i'm a golf club out there right now i got a tournament coming up is there a website i can already go to right now and just do it all no no telephone conversations i'm just plugging in information and starting my tournament or starting my my, my parimutuel wagering on the tournament yeah not quite getting there that, that that's really where you want to be yeah i think democratizing these the, you know these into these bet works is really what we're trying to do so that anyone can have these pools that they're you know their pickleball club their tennis tournament you know their their local bowling league golf anything right yeah uh, so basically, so as far as what the secret sauce is, sounds like that's one of the great angles of this. And the other is as kind of newer sports come online, such as a pickleball, these sports books don't know how to set the lines for these things. Parimutuel, they have nothing to worry about. You can put anything up there because all you're doing is taking a piece. 
Yeah, and I think as we started at the beginning with, you know, the the esports example was one of those first things where it's like, you know, Fortnite got popular overnight and then it was huge and then all of a sudden, you know, it's gone and something else is huge, right? And so, especially in that industry, it's important to have this kind of platform to be able to offer that because, you know, it could become quickly available and immediately want to be priced and bet on. Right. But eventually, as those things become mainstream, then fixed odds could take over. So how yeah. does that affect your guys' long-term strategy? Uh, you know, ultimately, our goal actually is really to come in as a partner to the industry. I don't want to cannibalize anything that's happening with their, you know, traditional sports. We're really here as, a, you know, to be in the front runner and, and focus on these long tail events that are out there. And, you know, if it becomes so popular that we prove that the data on it may, means that it should have fixed odds, I, you know, that, that, you know, that means I'm winning somehow. I'm not going to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And any other things that you think you guys are going to open the door to as far as things to bet on that people aren't even thinking about right now? Yeah. You know, for me, I think the streaming industry in general is really interesting because you see it in esports where it's tied to this game. But I just think the idea of, you know, these streamers being able to get out there and, and do real life events and in front of an audience that they already have baked into their system, you know, why not be able to be betting on certain life events that they're involved on that you know i you know we can't probably think of yet but you know whatever some guy's at a carnival and he wants to play the carnival game he's got his audience betting on is he going to win this carnival game right now oh i see what you're saying anybody streaming on uh any of the various channels anybody's got an audience essentially can now suddenly it's allow some type of wagering on whatever the guy's doing essentially right yeah i mean i think at some point that, that that's the future there so yeah. might be a little early on that in some states uh but you know We'll see what happens in five, 10 years. So, uh, so right now, all of it is partnerships. If people want to, people want to take advantage of what you're doing, I, I guess is the question, you, you know, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah. Our website is betsparket.com. We do partnerships for, like I said, uh, country clubs, golf tournaments, um, pickleball. We do things for casinos. We do things for sports books, iGaming platforms, integration, white label solutions, really kind of the full gambit of software solutions to make sure that users can engage in uh, some sort of betting capacity. Cool. All right. Well, I'll let you get to batting practice and uh, tell everybody though, what, what, what's your money on tonight? Mookie bets. Does it, well, getting a home run, that's a tough bet. How about does Mookie Oof. bets have, have, have over under uh, one hit tonight? Yeah, I like him for a hit. He's Mookie. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been injured, though. Is he playing tonight? I think so. Not last couple games. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you squeezing us in, and we'll let you go hit that Dodger game. And uh, thanks for coming on Double Down. We'll have everybody go check out Sparkit. Aaron Bash, CEO and founder of Sparkit. Thanks for coming on Double Down. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, and thank you all for watching and listening. We'll be back soon with another episode. Take care.